In the late 1960s, Charles Manson led a small, fanatical cult on a self-styled war against society. He and several female followers were convicted of at least seven murders, including actress Sharon Tate, then eight months pregnant. The world was shocked not just by the cruelty of the crimes, but the robot-like behavior of Manson's family during their trial. For many, the only comfort was the thought that Manson would be put away for life. That's why this 1981 interview caused such a stir. Not only do we see Manson cold and unrepentant, but we hear his thoughts on gaining parole and getting out of prison to play like a human. 60 Minutes Australia, the audio agenda broadcast feature presentation. Manson has been serving his time at this prison in Vacaville, California, isolated from his fellow inmates. Manson's first television interview since the murders begins badly. Yeah, no, I told you I'm not going to sit in that damn chair, man. I'll stand there and talk with the dude. Manson refuses to sit in the chair provided. He says he's not going to look up to anyone. But finally, Tom Snyder of the National Broadcasting Company asks his first question. You know, you were sentenced to the gas chamber and then they modified the death penalty. Were you happy when that was done? Was I happy when what was done? When you found out that you weren't going to the gas chamber. You're talking about dying. Now, it gets me nervous. Why? Did you have any thoughts about something? Was you want to go anywhere? Yeah, well, your your inflection and your voice tones were 
uh, implications there. Well, uh, you use the word maniacs on the outside. How are you different from the maniacs on the outside? And why do you call them maniacs? Because you know something? They think you are one. Yeah, it would reflect. If you hold the negative up to the light, you don't see the light, you just see the negative. So I'm a reflection of your negative, there's no doubt about that, and I can handle that also. I've been handling, ain't I? I don't know, have you? Well, I've been up down these damn hallways, in and out of these nut wars for the last 10 years. You think you could follow that act? I'm playing for my life, because you're working for money. <laughs> when you say you're playing for your life, am I to yeah. assume that you think that someday you're going to get out of here? <laughs> get out of here. Get out of here. Where would I go? See. What would you do if you got out of here? God, what if they said they said to you tomorrow morning, Charles, hey, listen, you're free. You go wherever you want to go. Do whatever you want to do. What would you do? I'll probably go out in front on the grass and sit down. The question is, should Manson ever go free? It's 10 years now since he and his three female accomplices, virtually robots under his control, were convicted of murder. On August the 9th, 1969, they murdered actress Sharon Tate and four other people in Los Angeles. The following night, there were two more victims, Lino and Rosemary LaBianca. In court, Manson was also charged with two more mutilation murders. Ranch hand Donald Shea was beheaded, and musician Gary Heinemann had his ear cut off. According to some accounts, Manson and his family may have been responsible for as many as 35 killings. If you got out of here, there are a lot of people who think you'd go start killing people. Again, when you guys had misinformed, I hadn't killed anyone. I didn't break the law. The judge knew that. But the people didn't want to hear it. The judge knew it. He washed his hands. He said, I know it, but what can I do? People want this. The judge never said that. Yeah. That's what the oldest said. He got off and shook the hands, didn't he? You were so white and pure. The judge didn't say you were innocent. Are you innocent? Innocent of what? Well, that's what I'm saying. None of us are innocent. Yeah, just because you're convicted in a courtroom doesn't mean you're guilty of something. What does mean you're guilty? When you know you're guilty. What about Shay? What about him? Well, what about it? He got killed. Well, the word is you killed him. Word is that you're an old woman. Word is you have turkey in the sky. Word is, I don't know what word is. Somebody else tell you that. I didn't tell you Did that. Did you kill Shay? Hell no. Did you cut the human's ear off? Hell yes. Why, yeah. why, how'd that feel when you cut his ear off? Uh... What did it feel like? Yeah. Well, I had done what he said for about 20 years. I'd done everything he told me to do. And I got to thinking now, why don't this guy do something I tell him to do? And he said, um, no. I said, well, how comes I'm always doing what you tell me to do, but then you never do what I say to? And he said, well, blah, blah, blah. So I said, now you do what I say. And he said, no. I said, you do exactly what I say. And he said, no. I'm telling you. I'm not asking you. I'm telling you. You do exactly what I say. And that's about the extent of it. All this all cult, all that hocus-pocus stuff that you guys are playing, I don't know nothing about all you that. You know nothing about something called helter-skelter. Tell me, Charles. I don't know. It's a fairy tale. It's worse than a fairy tale. It's a fairy tale. It's a, it's, it's a comedy. It's a comedy tragedy. The body of Sharon Tate is make-believe. Uh, that's make-believe that's make make to, believe. That's make believe to the people that went in there and did what they did. Mm -hmm.
And who were those people? You know who you know. Yeah. Who, but you know who they were. Sure, I know who they, they were. They were with you at the Spawn Ranch. They were part yeah. of this thing called, if not the Manson family or the Manson cult, the, the Manson Ranch. Call it what so you will. So then, boy, you dealt the hand down there in L.A. You and that press, you dealt the hand. You put me on Life magazine, had me convicted before I walked in the courtroom. You had what people wanted to buy. When they wanted to buy it, they didn't give a damn. They had to convict the district attorney. They had to convict the whole building to get that dollar.
Well, I just thought you might not like what I've done and want to do something about it. I don't much care for what you've done. Yeah. A lot of people don't. How do you feel yeah. about that? Well, I think you're a monster, Charles. How yeah, they think you're a monster because you reflect this news media on me. Cult leader. I never had a long hair before I got busted. I never had a beard before I got busted. I went to shave, and the guy said, no, you can't shave. I said, I need a razor to shave. He said, no, you can't shave. Let me get a haircut. He said, no, we don't want you to change your appearance. They said I had a great family, and I was a following and leaders and all that. There's no followers and leaders, a bunch of kids out in the ranch playing. To what? me. Playing at what? Playing and living. Do you miss women? Certainly. My goodness, yeah, damn right. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think of women? Oh, I like them. Yeah, they're nice. They're put together well and everything, and they're soft and spongy. Yeah, they're nice. As long as they keep their mouth shut and do what they're supposed to do. Why do you say that? Because that's what a woman's supposed to do. Keep her mouth shut and do what she's supposed to do. Sure. And besides the son that you had in your marriage, you've got, what, four other children somewhere? I don't uh, uh, think I've been uh, 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 responsible for as much as you people want to lay on me. All right, somewhere out there, somewhere, there's at least one son that we know of that's your child who's probably about 25 or 26 years old. You talk to that kid. What are you going to say to him? you got to catch it on your own, boy. Trains hard. Rose rough. That's it. That's all I knew. That's all anyone ever told me. You want to hear something? Yeah. He'll do it better than me. <laughs> do what? Whatever he does. <laughs> He'll do it a little better. Kids do, don't they? Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> That's what makes them such a guess. They always seem to get through. How were you in school? I hear that you weren't too good, but maybe I heard. Uh, depends on which school. I did very well in reform school. Yeah. <laughs> I did good in, uh, in uh, every place that uh, I was ever told to do good in. I've been an outlaw ever since I was born. I went to reform school when I was about 10, and I learned to box and cry, and I learned to do all the things that you do in reform school. Then I went to, uh, I escaped there a bunch of times, and I went to prison, and I learned everything that you do in prison. And I talked to all the guys and asked them everything they knew, and they told me all the things they knew. And then I went to the end of it, and then the old man would be ready to die, and he'd say, well, son, uh, sincerity is the best gimmick, remember that. I said, all right, be sincere. That's, that'll win it. He said, that's it. Sincerity and honesty. He said, it'll do it. It'll trick them every time. <laughs> I said, well, sincere and honesty. I never tried that. <laughs> I tried everything else, but maybe I'll try sincere and honesty. So then I looked in the book, and it says, the wages of sin is death. Now I'm thinking, well, I don't want to die, so maybe I have been sinful here. Maybe I am wrong. Maybe I'll take a look at my life and say, well, I'm going to change it and start all over. And I know I go to God and I say, hey, man, you're going to forgive me? And he's going to say, what do you do? You forgive you? I mean, what do you come to me for? Forgive yourself, man. Don't be bothering me. How do you feel about spending the rest of your life in prison? Well, we're all our own prisons. We each are our own wardens and we do our own time. We get stuck in our own little trips and we kind of judge ourselves the way we do. You know, uh, I can't judge uh, nobody else best thing I can do is try to judge myself and live with that. Let's assume that one day you will grow. Let's just grow. Let's just make believe. You ever think you will be? Yeah, I ever think I will be. Well, I've never been paroled before. I went up to the board and they never would. They said 
not only was I incorrigible, but that I'd never grow up. <laughs> and I kind of agreed with him. If you got out tomorrow, do you have any scores to settle on the outside? Scores? Do I have any scores out there? And we're making believe, right? Well, I'll tell you, buddy. The Art New Agenda broadcast. That was Charles Manson's first interview in prison. I am your host, Lawrence Roberts, signing out.